Welcome, Black Hollywood Life fans. On today's Fit Club, we talk 10,000 steps, plastic food, and more with two time Olympian Carol Rodriguez. Stay tuned. You're tuned into Black Hollywood Live, the world's first digital broadcast network devoted entirely to urban entertainment and pop culture. Tune in right now. Welcome, Fit Clubbers. We are back with an all-new episode of Fit Club. I know it looks a little bit different up here, um, but we got a wonderful guest and our guest host, Renella. As you guys know, my name is Shaka Smith, and again, I'm joined by these wonderful guests. Uh, first of all, thank you, Carol, for joining us here. Thank you. Yeah. Thank you. <laughs> I'm glad awesome. to be here. Yes. <laughs> and thank you, Renella, for returning again to fill in for a co-host. Absolutely. I'm glad to be back here. I love uh, Fit Club. Yeah, and I, I'm excited for the conversation. Uh, yes. we got a lot to talk about. Uh, if you guys don't know Ms. Carol Rodriguez. She is an Olympian from 08, 2012, and she's going back in 2020. So uh, we got some interesting stuff to, to get into. Uh, but first, we're going to talk about our slate of stories for the day. And the first story is sleeping with the lights on actually causes weight gain in women. So um, I'm kind of happy it didn't say in men because I sleep with the lights on. I mean, I fall asleep with the lights on. Right. That explains, <laughs> okay? That's, that's a percentage of why I gained weight. And it's crazy because they're saying if you have a television or light in the room, it can cause you to gain 11 pounds over about five years. And really? so yeah, wow. yeah. And, it, and so it's the little things, and it said it was a seventeen percent chance of getting eleven pounds, but a twenty-two percent chance of becoming overweight, and a thirty-three percent chance of becoming obese. So that is crazy. That is crazy. Yeah, it basically sets your you know it sets your met- metabolic clock right um, off because you see light when you're supposed to be kind of winding down, right. and you can get to metabolic syndrome and lead to all these issues. And oh so God. I was wondering for you guys, I mean for you and for you, what do you do? about sleep. Have you conquered sleep? I'm still struggling. <laughs> That's a tough one, actually. I actually used to sleep with the lights on because I, I lived on my own for years and I would, you know, leave the nightlight on just because I was scared. <laughs> I don't know. No, yeah. I know. But um, now, of course, you know, I have uh, roommates and it's different, but I did not realize that. But that's the reason of my weekend. <laughs> that explains it. It may not be all. That is crazy. I used to sleep with the lights on when I was at USC yeah. because I would sleep. I would have such a crazy schedule. Like, I literally would sleep and get up, like, at 4 a.m. to do homework oh. and then do homework from 4 a.m. to when I had to get up and go to class and turn it in. Wow. So, oh my so like I did it all through college, and now I kind of do it. Just depends. Like if I'm so tired, I'll fall asleep with the lights. Yeah. But then I'll wake up naturally and then turn the lights off. But yeah. I usually take um for a good sleeping aid. I take um what is it? Um, melatonin. Melatonin. Yeah. yeah. Do you do anything sleep wise differently when you're getting ready for to run? Like you know, it's like yeah. the week before and the Olympics are there. Are yeah. you like are you really hard? Yeah. on Yeah. Like for sleeping, I do melatonin. Yeah. I do. Um, they have this. Um, what is it? Um, I can't even think of the name, but it's like this type of powder you take, and it helps you sleep as well. Yeah, like magnesium. Yeah, magnesium yeah, powder, yeah, ionic yeah, fizz, yeah. ionic fizz, magnesium powder. Does it affect your run, like, or your body at all when you feel like the next day or anything? No, it's oh. actually really good for leg cramps. Yeah. Oh. It's really good for oh, leg magnesium cramps. is yeah, yeah magnesium yeah. ionic fizz. It's like okay. a little pink canister. Yeah. It's really good for leg cramps. It helps you sleep at night. And then also, um, <laughs> this is kind of intense, but I do a magnesium drip as well. Oh wow! They have a place I go to um, out in Brentwood that yeah. offers like different vitamin drips. Yeah, and so. I'll do like a magnesium drip because that kind of naturally calms your body down. Yeah. So because I, I it love magne- sleep. Yeah, magnesium. Yes. Helps magnesium sleep. helps. It's a very good sleeping aid. Natural yeah. sleeping Especially aid. Especially when your body is like so like wound up. Into all this fitness stuff, obviously, yeah. but like you know when yeah. you're my, my body's new to like being physical and right. active, and I'm like it's hard to. It fall is. Asleep. And yeah. another thing I noticed, like when I'm training heavily yeah. for like the Olympics or for like a major season, my body twitches a lot at oh, night, and people wow. like freak out, yeah. <laughs> like oh my god, you're twitching like a dead body. <laughs> so I'm like, but but when you're I'm like. 
in your sleep. Exactly. Because right. no, I'm used That's to doing fun. these explosive like type of workouts. Yeah. That's but then crazy. yeah, but then the off season when I'm not training as hard, my body is like more calm. Yeah. In sleep mode, which is <laughs> different. <laughs> oh, yeah. Wow. Uh, well, well. Hopefully, people get more sleep and figure out a way to turn that light off. Because right. yeah, that's been my hardest thing. Is like, but I, I do the magnesium, and then I right. try to put my TV on a timer right. until it just shuts off. Yeah. And you know what else is good too? But people kind of don't like to wear them. Are yeah. the masks? Oh yeah. yeah, yeah. Oh, Those yeah. are kind of. Yeah. I have well, one for the lashes. Yeah, yeah. Now that I, I have lashes on, I can't. <laughs> well, I tried I the visuals. <laughs> I could. Sleep's been my last frontier, so I tried the mask, and the only problem with the mask is if you wake up in the middle of the night, it's you scary. freak out. And I was like, like, what? Yeah, yeah. That's the only part that's scary. Right. I'm not going wide. Right. That takes a while to get your mind used to. Right. Um, But another, the the next story is actually one we talked about earlier about taking 10,000 steps. You know, we hear this thing, 10,000 steps, that's what you do. You get the Fitbit. Some of them are already programmed in with the get the 10,000 steps. Right. Right. But out of drama, the um, the Journal uh, of Internal Medicine, they found that you actually lose the benefits after 7,500 steps. Mm. So you want to do a minimum of 4,400 steps a day where that's where the good effect starts to take place and the benefits get better and better and better, but after 7,500, they plateau. I didn't know that. Yeah. Because I could have saved so much time. Yeah. I'm like literally glued to my Fitbit. Sometimes I wear a gown yeah. and I forget like I have my Fitbit on because mm. I want to get my 14,000 steps as to one of the right. celebrity trainers told me like that if you want to lose weight, you got to do 14,000 yeah. steps a day. Wow. So, so I didn't know that you plateaued after 7,500. I'm like, I'm done for the day. So <laughs> Yeah, so they're, they're saying that's when you plateau. But you know, I think, I mean, if you're just going for a straight weight loss, Right. Uh, if if that's all you're going for, then I don't think you're going to plateau because it's right. still calories in, calories out. Right. So yeah. if you burn more than you're taking in, you're going to be fine. Right. But when you're talking about effects of like um, st- like stroke rate and for early death markers of early death, stroke rate and heart disease, right. then all those benefits plateau after 7,500. Right. right. Interesting. So. That makes sense. <laughs> that makes sense. Is, is there some sort of number that you like to hit or certain things you make sure you have to do, especially when you're in season? Like, for me, when I was doing shows, it was like, I got to hit my abs every day and I got to right. hit that 100. And once I know I did the 100, okay, the rest is gravy. Right. Yeah. I usually do 500 abs. Like, when wow. I, when I, this is <laughs> not now, but this yeah. is like when I'm training. Yeah, yeah. yeah, when I'm fully training, I usually, I start off the season doing maybe like 200 a day yeah. and I work my way up to 500 a day yeah. and that's after every workout so yeah. that's like after the track workout after the weight room workout I usually do it at home because at, at this point I'm kind of burnt out like I need to just go home yeah, and yeah. I'll go home and I'll do it and then I'll get in the shower yeah. so I do 500 different abs so yeah, yeah wow. that's my that's I'm my gonna try that. <laughs> I'm going to try 200 today with, start off with like uh, no, okay. between 50 to 100 okay. and then work your way up yeah. for how long every day Every yeah, day. Yeah, yeah. It'll get easier. <laughs> It'll get easier. <laughs> Until okay. I get one of you guys' abs. Well, well, the nice part about the abs is they're resilient. Like, so right. they're, they're made to like be working all day. Right. So, yeah. So you can kind of like really go after them. Right. But, um, yeah. That's, Interesting. Yeah. <laughs> that's good to know. And our last story is about bottled water. Well, not even about bottled water. Just in general. We're all ingesting tons of microplastics a year. Right. Um, anywhere from 74,000 to 121,000 um, microplastic particles each year that we're all ingesting. And if you do bottled water, you're getting about... 75,000 to 127,000 more. So, um, and versus tap water. So, bottled water mm. in boys is about 75% pla- um, microplastics versus tap water, which is only 3K three, three, um, microplastic particles. So, and it goes up from there. So, it's a huge, huge thing. And then we're just in, having microplastics in general. And 
I don't know what you do to stop it. You gotta, <laughs> you gotta right. avoid processed foods to some right. degree. If obviously right. you get it from the garden, it's a little bit better. Right. But what do you do? You do anything for detoxing, or do you do anything to kind of like watch your food intake? Right. I usually do. I hate to say like a calorie count, but yeah. I usually look at the sodium on yeah. the back of every product because every product I feel like is loaded with sodium nowadays. Right. Yeah. Even like something as simple as like a sandwich. Yeah. Um, like the actual water. Yeah. Like uh, yeah, I hate sparkling water. <laughs> yes. Like the the meat, like the meat that goes into a sandwich. Yeah. If you oh. don't get like good meat, you're going to probably be taking in like over 600 milligrams yeah. of sodium for one tiny slice of turkey, which right. is crazy because you think you're eating healthy because you're eating a sandwich. Right. Yeah. Like vegetables, meat, you know, you're keeping it healthy, but then the wrong type of meat can make it worse. Yeah, and so, those are the, those are what raises the blood pressure. Those yeah, are the things that lead sodium, to sodium, like, yeah. shrimp, all that. I, I, and yeah. I love, like, I'm a big shrimp fan. Yeah. I love shrimp. My mom hates the fact that I eat shrimp. <laughs> she calls them bottom feeders of the yeah. sea, but, yeah, yeah, yeah. which they are, yeah. but I, I cut back on shrimp a lot. Yeah. I cut back on it because it's not good for you. And so do, what's your diet like, you know, going into a race? Wow, going into a race, <laughs> look, at, I'm usually grouchy, you know, because <laughs> I'm hungry. You're hungry. <laughs> you're hungry <laughs> all the time. I yes, know. so no, I do a lot high, high, high vegetables, like yeah. dark green vegetables, kale, um, artichoke, spinach. Darker, the darker the vegetable, the better. Yeah. Um, I do my protein. I do a meat, but I do like a meat the size of my palm. Yeah. I don't go any bigger than the size of my palm, which yeah. kind of can get aggravating. <laughs> <laughs> and then um, lots of water. Yeah. And that's like crazy. You talk about like the water has. Yeah. And it's funny because like I usually I'm this probably I don't know if this helps or not, but I usually take my water and I drink it out of a glass. I have like oh, a glass cool. yeah. a glass bottle actually yeah. that I put my water in, and I feel like it just it, it tastes better that way as well. Yeah. And I put um, I don't know if th- this is actually does anything as well, but I do. Um, um, lemon as a natural antioxidant. I do cucumber nice, yeah. and mint leaves. Well, we know that's exactly. good for the definitely good for right, like cleansing. Right, right. Yeah, that's part of deta- the Yeah, too. exactly. So. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah. That's awesome. Uh, what, what is your one thing that sort of like? Do you have any tips or tricks that you think makes a difference for you on the track? Running wise or diet yeah. wise? Running wise. Running wise. Hmm. I would say a tip for. All runners, I think. Yeah. Not even just, like, professional or elite runners. I think this can go from, like, just, like, everyday joggers. Um, when you're trying to, like, sprint or pick up in speed, people tend to run really flat-footed, I notice. Yeah. And I kind of, like, as a runner, I always watch runners, and I'm just like, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> But, like, because I'm a, perfect, a perfectionist in running yeah. and in form. And so I think staying on the balls of your feet, which is, like, if people don't know where that's located, it's, like, typically kind of below your toes where the hard spot is at, Mm -hmm. the hardest part of your foot where you, like, where ladies wear heels and stuff. So, yeah, if you want to, like, try to pick up in speed or just to pick up, um, like, a full-out sprint or just picking up in your jog, remember to kind of, like, stay on the balls. Don't fall flat because a lot of people will just run on their heels, which causes a lot of shin splints. And, I mean, you're not going to go anywhere. (laughs) You're going to be running in place. And injure yourself possibly. Yeah, Yeah, so, that's like a tip I say for any runner you can work on speed just by focusing on that yeah that's yeah. amazing and we were talking a little bit before about body types and running and that you, you're not what people see as a typical like, <laughs> typical runner but I was thinking right. you, know, you actually have a lot of power to me right. you know, like like when I look at Serena Williams she covers the court right. so well right. she sprints you know right. not going 100-200 but those tinier sprints right. and I'm so, considered yeah. tall to be a sprinter it was funny yeah. because like I do the 400 as well but I was always like a 200 meter specialist and they'd always try to put me in like the 4 the 8 because yeah. I'm 5'10 and most yeah. girls wow. who run my race they're about like 5'7 yeah. 5'6 and both are tall runners so tall running if you like have the fast twitch muscle it yeah. works Yeah, it right. works and it helps so. with your stride too it because does. it's like longer it does exactly yeah. was there ever a time that like you doubted yourself because they told you what you could or couldn't do or um, told you? <laughs> I, I never doubted myself because of what anybody ever told me but I think 
running is one of those sports that really tests your it tests your your um just your confidence in yourself and like it's funny because my little sister she's 19 she mm-hmm. runs and she plays soccer yeah. and I've seen her at soccer games like having fun they lose they're upset they go it's it's done yeah. but right. when she's at the track and she lost her first race. She, like, broke down crying. Like, I've never seen this upset over a soccer game. But then she told me, like, track really does make you really hard on yourself. And it's yeah. almost like it helps you in life, I feel like. Because a lot of track athletes I know that stop running, they're going to want to do, like, amazing things in other career paths yeah. as well. But it makes you, like, really really reevaluate yourself. And you're really on yourself because it's you by yourself. Right. Like, you're yeah. not with the you. team. Yeah, it's like if you lost the race everyone's like what happened so, yeah. and you're like you're, you have to ask yourself go back to the drawing board talk to your coach and did I execute my race did I not do this did I not do that so it's a lot of like self evaluation yeah. and stuff like that keep That's yourself in check which I like know. yeah so you're off like um, you know off your uh, running do you still like work out every day like as yeah. if you were preparing for I, well, I, it or you lay low yeah. a little bit on running crazy story I just got off of uh, crutches <laughs> <laughs> I just got off of crutches in an air cast. I was filming a TV show. Oh my. Had nothing to do with running. <laughs> it was a show called Ultimate Tag. Yeah. It airs on Fox, but I did one episode. I was supposed to do 10. And I got hurt doing like this crazy oh. like... Oh, oh Ultimate God. Tag. That sounds yeah. cool. <laughs> that sounds really <laughs> right, cool. Right, right. And I got jacked up. So oh, no. so I was in crutches in an air cast for six weeks. So yeah. I lost six weeks of training. Oh. So, oh. But prior to that, I had been training for three weeks of just like straight conditioning doing like um speed endurance and getting my cardio back and i was and i was a little bit nervous because i took some time off i took a year off to focus on music and it was crazy because my body remembered so quick like your muscle memory really does matter like it remembered and then i was all excited and then i got hurt and then once I got hurt, like I've never sprained my ankle ever oh in my whole my life. God. So this was like new for me. I yeah. know you were scared. You're yeah. like, Wait, this is my career. This is yeah, my life. My I ankle swelled up to like the size of this microphone. Oh it was crazy. Everyone's yeah. like, oh my god. And so I'm okay now. Like I'm just taking my time now. I'm yes. doing a lot of strengthening, like mm. bands, and I'm I can jog now. I couldn't yeah. even walk at first, but wow. now I can jog. Yeah. So I'm just working my way up. I don't want to come back too soon and like. Mess really? up, yeah. and then I'm yeah. done. Yeah, so. we just saw the NBA. Yeah, it's like, yeah, that's like yeah, yeah, yeah. That's you love the soon. heart, but you also want to be like yeah, protect. That's it. Like, Whoever cleared that him as a doctor, no. <laughs> yeah. no but he said no. he wanted to come in, like until you understand uh, it, because like the like, heart of no, an athlete. Yeah, it's hard. I, I, I've been, yeah. like I said, I've ran some of my best times on a pulled hamstring, but I, then I suffered in the end. I, yeah, I, I broke the USC school record. On That's a pulled hamstring, yeah. and and then I had to like be carried off the track. Uh, <laughs> That's what I had to do. Right, and they're still standing those records. <laughs> yeah, 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 yes, yes, yes. Uh, and you actually mentioned something that you know a lot of these sprinters go on to successful careers, but right. you've already started that, <laughs> that successful career. Yeah. Uh, tell me a little bit more about the music and how yes, did you decide? Okay, I'm a, I'm a sprinter, but Carol Cake's got to come out and I got to yeah. show people. Well, it's funny because like I've always done music. People don't uh, people who know me from like way back in the day, like my like day one friends, they know I played instruments. I played the clarinet. I played. I took a piano at SC. I did jazz band, symphonic band. I always wrote lyrics. I actually got in trouble mm-hmm. for writing like some crazy lyrics when I was younger. And that's what <laughs> kind of like made me kind of not stop, but I got scared. And then I focused right. on track more yeah. so as well. But I put out something in 2011, just kind of playing around. It was like a cover to Six Foot Seven Foot Little Wayne. And it got mm-hmm. like some good attention. Right. I worked with a couple producers. But then at the time, like, you know, the, the music industry is kind of, you know, yeah. a little bit weird. So yes. I ended up focusing back on the Olympics and made my second Olympic team in 2012. Wow. And then I came back to music again in the beginning of 2016. Nice. So, yeah, like, I mean, for me, like, 
even when I was on the track, I'd always come to the track like I show up with like some crazy stuff going on. Like I'd have like my hair like pink or something, and then like pink <laughs> eyeshadow. Awesome. I always yeah, I think you'd always try to have like different styles, and I've always been I guess I don't know like artistic. not your yeah, yeah artistic yes. and expressing it through the way I dress and the way I wear my hair and the way I wear right. my makeup and stuff. So because yeah. in track you really can't do all that of yeah, course, but just, I did like and Flojo was one of my inspirations. How she used to wear the long nails and right. the hair, so right. she was one of my inspirations. And so for me it was like I'm expressing my artistic side through how I dress on the track yeah. so when I actually transitioned into music it wasn't that hard for me just because like I've always done it on the back end like only like my closest friends knew about it at right. that time but I've been writing and stuff since I was a kid like recording myself on like my little toy cassette robot <laughs> like right. and yeah. so yeah I'm excited about it I'm really so excited how do you transition it. oh so sorry mm-hmm. how do you transition into like from music and balance everything music to fitness like do you get tired once you're like training and then you go to the studio? Yeah, I think it's How like a good. I think they're both a good outlet for each other in a sense right. because yeah. like obviously working out is a great outlet. You can let yeah. off like that energy or stress that you have like built up in your life, and then music is a good outlet as well because you're letting it out lyrically. You can actually say stuff. It's funny you can't. You can say stuff in your music that people might look at you crazy oh, for yeah. if you just said it in regular <laughs> real life conversation. So it's cool. Like you can say different right. things in music. You can tell your story, and I think it's like a good balance because I feel like balance is key in every part of life like if you have a balance of everything and have like the perfect synergy that's what it's about if too much of anything is like becomes overwhelming and once you stop having fun doing something I feel like that's when stuff gets like stressful and stuff Mm, becomes like oh this is too much or I don't feel like doing this or I but when you're like hungry and you're having fun it's it's different yeah and you have a workout series now that goes to this music as well yeah I'm actually getting ready to drop that I had to it's crazy because it was supposed to be out Thanks. It was supposed to be out, but because of the injury, <laughs> because of the the, the non-track injury, yeah. like I had to postpone it and push it back. But I'm actually getting ready to drop that as well. Oh, that's awesome. So you're working out while you're rapping and yeah, it helps. It helps. That is so dope. It helps with stage for sure. Because yeah. like when I perform, I do long sets, and I'm not afraid. And it's crazy because I'm not afraid to do a long set. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Me being like kind of a new artist, like. I'm not afraid to do a long set because I know I'll have the wind for it. Yeah. And that makes a difference. It's not like, any, it does. That makes sense. I see some artists up there like yes. struggling. Yeah. I'm just right. like, Ooh, like you need to go do some cardio. <laughs> yeah. And like, and then even like, like that's why I have a lot of respect for like Beyonce. Yes. Yeah. She's up there like, in, and then an outfit, outfit change with yeah. 30 dancers. She's do, jumping in. And doing she's not routine. breathing heavy no. on the mic. She's not and she's just, and her vocals sound amazing. Yeah. Like, and Chris Brown, same with him. Yeah. Like any of these. Um, right. Artists that are, yeah, like they do a lot of running and singing, and yeah. I'm starting to do incorporate see, that. They're doing the treadmill. I'm like, running I gotta go with you. I'm, yeah. like, yeah. I'm like, okay. It makes a difference. Yeah. It does. Yeah, it does. Because you, because you don't want to sound bad live. Because <laughs> then people are gonna drag you. Yeah. Like, That's the reason yeah. a lot of people are just studio singers or like studio musicians. studio artists yeah. versus and live comes, artists. They don't yeah. have, um, you know, shows, and that's why the music industry too has has less, you know, money now because right. they can't perform live. They're and you make most of your money performing. Performing and sponsors endorsers. So, yeah. true. so, mm-hmm. so, so when do you now? Like, what does it look like now? So, what is it? Twenty eighteen. Yeah. So twenty twenty nineteen. Oh, twenty. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, right. Twenty nineteen. So, <laughs> we had the Olympics in twenty twenty. So, yeah. do you have to tell like the music manager, like, okay, come September, right. we gotta go and well, y'all have to chill. So, make sure you release it before September. You know. What yeah, do you do? I, I actually like I, the thing for me is this. Like, I'm really 
And like when it comes to time, I guess being at USC taught me this heavily, but being time management. Yeah. And for me, it's like I make sure like, OK, I dropped my album at the beginning of the summer. Now I'm going to drop singles and then going into this year, you know, especially like one of my goals is to perform at the Olympics, like oh, artist wise so and yes. then like compete. Yeah. And I feel like that, I mean, that's something different and fun. Yeah. and I really would enjoy it. I feel like the other athletes would too yeah. so for me it's just about making sure like I, everything is the timing adds up and just I just right now since it's not 2020 by the way yeah. <laughs> I'm like it's going to happen <laughs> thank yeah. you your music in the background while you win and yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I get to come out with my yeah. own highlight yeah. with my own music they were like, <laughs> and I sing the national anthem I sing national anthem oh my, my god, god. See, there yeah. you go that's there you go that's bomb <laughs> no but like for me it's just about like because it's not 2020 and it's like summer well mid-summer we have six months left yeah. literally in this year I am like going crazy just recording a lot of stuff, yeah. recording a lot of music, recording a lot, I mean, shooting a lot of content, right. just getting a lot of stuff done because next year it is going to be, I might be too tired sometimes to do go yeah, to the studio physically. and go to sleep. Yeah, yeah. So I think it's really important for me to just get as much done now. Yeah. And then, um, and even like with like my weight, like I was, I'm 5'10 and I was pretty heavy. I was 170. It didn't look like I was 170. Yeah, it's not right now that. I'm 160. I lost 10 pounds. And so my goal is to lose maybe 10 to 12 more. Which will happen, but that starts now. Yeah, the diet starts now. So you're not like trying to like do some crazy binge. Like physically not strong, but you're gonna lose the weight. Yeah, and that's not good. So I'm trying to lose it like organically, and and then getting into back into the good eating habits again. So it's like both sides, like the music. You know, as far as music, it's about just making sure I'm recording, making sure I'm you know talking to different sponsors, making sure I'm putting myself out there, making myself noticeable on the music scene. This way, when I do kind of maybe take a little bit of a, I guess downtime from music for a certain amount of time I'm still able to, able to drop Yeah, like I'm still recording I can drop right. music I, it's almost like being pregnant <laughs> like you can like record all this stuff and then you're like pregnant and you just still, keep right. dropping new yeah. music new content people are like oh my god I'm like this was done like four months yeah. ago like, yeah, so good, it's yeah. like, kind of like the same thing I guess so do you work with a different team in the music part and a different team with the you know, I, obviously the- yeah I do I have my yeah. long time well I was with um, Bobby Carsey yeah. oh yeah yeah, yeah he. I was with him for the last five years of wow. my career and I'm not with him right now just because like I feel like I wanted to kind of go back to where I felt the best comfortable most comfortable and so I'm back with my college coach Tina Fernandez however mm-hmm. I still talk to Bobby yeah. all the time on the phone like as right. a mentor and stuff right. like that and so I have a small team like my team is like I manage myself yeah, like yeah. Right. and I have my publicist Jazan yeah. out in Atlanta so it's like a two man show for music like right. literally and then track it's kind of like the same thing I have my coach and then I have my mentor so yeah. and that's it <laughs> <laughs> awesome yeah i actually had a question about glute workouts okay um, so hey. it, it, well yeah if you know anything about track you know yeah. it, the stronger the butt really the, the faster that's where all the speed yeah, exactly oh. right? yeah. Yeah. so i and i i realized this maybe three four years ago so i started just doing more glute workouts in the gym and my run just got a lot better right it um, makes sense so what is it or is there like a particular workout that works better than others right yeah. i tend to do i mean if you don't mind having a big butt look at <laughs> I, I tend to do stuff that kind of makes your butt big but like i do um like the band workout yeah um, like donkey kicks but I use like um, different levels of bands so there's like an easy mm-hmm. medium hard hard crazy hard yeah. and so I do the bands I do um, donkey kicks I do straight leg kicks I do um, if you go like to the gym put well this is kind of dangerous be careful but put weights on your like kind of like your stomach area I guess like yeah. a bar of like maybe 30 or 40 just depends how much you want to do I do a mm-hmm. dumbbell of like I go crazy. I do like eighty pound dumbbell. What? I say start off at like uh yeah don't start off. Start oh, she's off, a bit, hello. She's an Olympic. Start <laughs> off at like forty yeah. pound one forty pound dumbbell and get a, a weight bench like a, a bench press bench. Yeah. 
put your towel down and kind of do like a bridge mm-hmm. and you're don't because sometimes people will oh, mess up lip, like got it. yeah and they'll mm-hmm. like have your back on the bri- on the uh bench and have your feet planted like an l yeah. and sometimes people like i actually help some of my friends do this as well but some people will actually like they'll put the weight on and they'll overcompensate and they'll lift with their hamstrings mm-hmm. and you can't because like you want to go right to your hamstrings you're yeah. not supposed to do that you're supposed yeah. to focus on your butt so you have to it's almost like taking in your mind and centering it into your glutes and then just pushing from your glutes and and controlling back down and pushing and every time you do stuff with glutes you really have to almost like activate it Mm. in a sense it's like you tell your mind because your brain and your body everything's connected so you just say you know your brain to your glute and then it happens because if you don't yeah, sometimes yeah. it won't even like was, my butt is going to get bigger that was, <laughs> my butt is going to get bigger well, that, was yes. my big, that was my biggest problem when I started doing the glutes to run faster because I'm, I'm very in tune to the mind muscle connection right. so with these new glute workouts I just wasn't and I was like I'm not even feeling it yeah. and I realized I'm not feeling it because I've never felt it and I have to like yeah. really you have to think. tell and it gets, it's, it's kind of hard like right. when you first start but once you get used to it yeah. it'll be good and then taking that and transitioning and putting that onto the track yeah. so like like a lot of the stuff that I do weight room wise I always say like and even like when I train like because I help out and train other people and stuff as well like kids and other athletes yeah. and I always say like we're doing this workout because this is going to help you do this type of running you know yeah. like the glute type of workout you want to make sure like when you're on the track it's the same thing like you're contrasting you know you're, you're able to contract the glue and be able to push yourself down the track Forward, yeah. it all makes sense like even like hip flexor hip flexors are really important for running yeah. I'd say because like if you like when you're hip flexor basically your hip flexor is what keeps your legs up yeah. so when you're running down that track especially in a 400 the last 100 of a 400 feels like death that's so crazy it's like it's like it, I don't know it's just like imagine your body just aching everywhere so yeah. that's what it feels like going back to that like <laughs> what do you feel right before like you know right before you run like right before like a comp like a competition like what do you feel like how what's going on through your mind I get, when you're right there before they shoot that gun it's funny I, and I, I get nervous I do get a little nervous like it's like once I'm on the track I'm good right. but like the whole because like, we have a warm-up I do right. like an hour and a half warm-up and throughout the warm-up like I do my jog I do my dynamic stretchings I'm hydrating I'm doing my bands I'm making sure everything feels good right race simulation a lot of visualization is involved in running and racing like mm. visualizing your race from the start to the finish yeah. no matter right. how long or short it is and it's almost like especially for a fund you have to have a race plan like what to do yeah. can't you just can't go out there sprint, sprint, but it feels yeah. like you can yeah <laughs> the way your body is set up and you're trained to you're actually not I mean it's a full out sprint but yeah. it's like distributed on the track like in a smart way right and so like a lot's going on before that but like right when I get to the track right when the gun goes off I'm good but before that I'm kind of like a nervous wreck depending on yes. like like I know what's at stake what the yeah. competition is what I and even like it's weird when I'm hurt I'm nervous as well but I almost have to like tell myself to relax or else I'll tighten up and I'll mm. actually hurt myself and I run really fast because I'm so relaxed yeah. uh-huh. and the key to running fast is running relaxed Yeah, you can't be like stressed out worried like if you do just let it all out and then once you get on that track, like it's just you in the track. Because yeah, you in high school. Yeah, <laughs> seriously. And that's funny. I actually, I actually get more nervous to run before I, than performing. Wow. Yeah, because wow. like I feel like performing on like you know musically and then performing athletically, they're very similar in a right. sense. Yeah. Like right. you get that you same type of high as well. Like right. running, you feel like you're free. You're like out. And then same right. thing with I get the same thing from music. Like I feel like. I'm able to like you know just, just be free, free and have fun. For you, yes. Yeah, but 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 preparing for both, I get way more stressed out for track. <laughs> right? Really? Yeah, wow. I, mean, I thought I it was the other way around. No, yeah. mine is different. Mine is music. I, I get like stressed, really stressed out. out. Yeah, twenty five. Don't talk to me. For, like I see, that's you. why I'm with track. I'm like, don't talk to me. Don't look at me. 
And it's funny, my friends won't even recognize me on the track. They'll be like, I didn't even recognize you because you just look so serious. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, <laughs> I like a whole different person. So oh, wow. you don't talk to anyone, and you're no. like, no one talks. Yeah. Well, See, that's... music, I'm more like loose. I guess yeah. just because, that's... yeah, I just feel like because it's your creation that you made right. and you're yeah. having. And if you mess up, you can like, you can fix it. You yeah. nobody will ever have to know. You that's can kind of so play. True. But with track, it's like you got. Beat, what happened? Yeah. Like, yeah. What yeah. happened? Yeah. You got smoked. Like, I, think, I think when you perform, you're almost, but by the time you start performing, it's more for the fan. Like, you, the writing yeah. is for you, but it's, you perform for the fan. Yeah. Right. When you're running, you're still running for yourself. You want that win. You right. want that win. <laughs> and it's like, you get second, you're going to be, if you yeah. want first, you're going to be mad at second. Yeah. It's annoying. Like, yeah. And then imagine having, like, like me representing Puerto Rico, a whole country asking That's, you what happened. Yeah. Like, yeah. Yeah. like, what's going so on? So it's a lot yeah. more pressure, I feel like, yeah. in That's a sense. True. I mean, performing is pressure as well, yeah. but. I feel like you're more interacting with the fans and you can kind of like be your personality right. and do yeah. stuff and stuff like that. Well, so. I well, get nervous training with a trainer because I'm like, gosh, what is he about to make me do? That's how I feel at track practice. <laughs> Same thing. I'm like, I remember Ashaka trained me one time and he was on the treadmill next to me and I'm like, oh my God, I really want to stop but I can't. <laughs> That's what everybody. Yeah. I get the same on my coach. But well. yeah, that, that's why you have a coach same. because right. like you need you. someone to make you like. Because if it's just you by yourself, you're, you're like, not gonna okay. do it. My yeah. coach will be like, Carol, get on this line. Yeah. Or else it's like I'm not on the line. Because yeah. I would say give I, myself extra yeah. rest. Because <laughs> maybe five percent of my entire life have I ever pushed myself to the amount I would have if someone else wasn't it's there. Very it's right. so hard to get that to that. True. You get close, but it's so hard. And that's why in track, a lot of people have like I have a rabbit. Not now because mm-hmm. I'm just getting in shape. My friend called me like, "Do you want a rabbit for you?" I'm like, "Not now. I'm not in shape. I don't need you." But it's good to have, like, a training partner or a rabbit because usually, like, they'll help you pace it. So, like, if you're running, like, if you have, like, a workout where you have to do six 300s and you have to come through your 200, like, at 28 and you get, like, only, like, maybe a minute rest, you're going to be tired come four, five, six. (laughs) So, to have, like, that person there, not trying to necessarily race you, but more so just keeping you, like, on the pace. Pace, Race and pace you, really. Yeah. Yeah. Because sometimes, like, Teammates will race each other and they'll like get too competitive and might right. get hurt. Yeah. And <laughs> it's like, what the hell? Yeah. <laughs> like, Neither like, one of them. Yeah. yeah. So. Oh, yeah. thank you. Well, I mean, you represent uh, Puerto Rico so well. I thank do, you. you have nothing to worry about. Don't be nervous. Thank you. Um, but we have a thing we call Fit Club Five, where we ask you five rapid fire questions to get to know you. Okay. And so um, let's go ahead and start. Okay. <laughs> so our first question: What was the last meal you ate? Peanut butter and jelly sandwich. Okay. Low sodium. <laughs> last, <laughs> low sodium. Last person you texted? My publicist is on. <laughs> uh, what would be your last meal on death row? Ooh. Mm, I probably shouldn't say it's but shrimp. <laughs> Boiling crab? Yeah. Look at no. Hot and juicy crawfish. Uh, we can go oh. after. I'm like, they're good. Hot and yes, juicy they're crawfish. Really good, actually. Uh, yeah, and like king crab, snow crab, shrimp. So, mm-hmm. so she's doing like seafood. Yes. <laughs> I love seafood. Um, if you could, you're stuck on an island, one album for the rest of your life. One island? Or one one album for the rest of your life. Ooh. Oh my god, that's hard. Oh. <laughs> Everyone gets stuck. Can it be one that. artist or one album? One album, one album. One album. Yeah. Oh, okay. Missy Elliott, Misdemeanor. Nice. Yeah. Nice. Yeah. Um, and favorite health food? Favorite health food? I would say kale. Oh, okay. You can do a lot of stuff with kale. You can do everything with kale. Normally I say no, but you can do a lot of stuff with it. You can do salad, you can do sandwich. You can make it sweet, you can make it salty. Yeah, Yeah. you can season it all types of ways, yeah. Yeah. Better. Kale burger. (laughs) (laughs) Dope. Well, uh, we just want to thank you for joining us. This was amazing. Uh, We are excited for 2020, so we got to come back and follow up. I got to go to get some, look at this, added to my tattoo. Oh, we. Oh, can we get a close-up of this? Yeah. That's great. Show it to the camera. That's amazing. Yeah, I just got this done at 
Black Ink in New York. Okay. Okay. Nice. In Harlem. So I want to get Tokyo 2020. Yeah, let's get Tokyo 2020. Yeah. We got it. That's going to be amazing. <laughs> and your music girl, Steve. Yeah, yes. I got to feel it. <laughs> well, thanks again. This is awesome. No so problem. Much. Uh, guys, my name is Shaka Smith. You can find me on Twitter, Instagram, and Snapchat at Shaka Strong. Renella, where can they find you? Renella Rocks on Instagram. And also, Revenge Body Season 3 is coming out this July 7th. So make sure you guys tune into that. And Miss Rodriguez. And you can slide it to my DM. <laughs> <laughs> right on, Instagram, on Instagram, I am C Rod, I am C R O D. Awesome, guys. We'll see you guys next week. On behalf of our BHL staff, we would like to thank you for tuning in to Black Hollywood Live, the world's first digital broadcast network devoted entirely to urban entertainment and pop culture. Check out our Black Hollywood Live YouTube page for even more great programming and amazing content. And be sure to subscribe and like our channel when you do. I'm your BHL host, Nakia Monet, and you can find me on all social media at Kiki Boom Boom or at Black Hollywood Live. Black Hollywood Live. Hollywood redefined. The views expressed herein are those of the host only and do not necessarily reflect the views of AfterBuzz TV or its owners or principals. 